What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to another edition of the Drunk Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today, Mr. Jack Renault. What is going on, gentlemen? And Mr. Hunter Friesen. You had me at a low today. Yes. And joining us for this very special podcast is probably the biggest Mission Impossible Tom Cruise action aficionado we know, Mr. Luke. Welcome to the podcast once again. Happy to have you. As Ethan Hunt said, I will be there no matter what. Yes. So I am here too. Today is going to be a fun one. It's the first ever actor draft that we've ever done. So this should be a fun one. We're going to draft the entire filmography of Tom Cruise, or the majority of it. I think there's going to be some leftovers. Uh, and we're also going to celebrate the 30th, 40th or 30th? 40th. 40th, 40th. anniversary of the movie that pretty much made him a superstar, I'd say. Uh, Risky Business, uh, which Hunter saw for the first time this week, so this should be a fun discussion. uh, And I joke with the guys, I would not have any news since we have a lot to talk about unless something big happened, and um, yeah, about that. (laughs) So, SAG goes on strike, and for the first time in 60 years, WGA and SAG are on strike at the same time. Uh, The last time that SAG was on strike, the president of SAG also became the president of the United States. Mr. Ronald Reagan was the president of SAG the last time this happened. The big... uh, The actor? (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Well done. I get that reference now. The big, simil- the big similarity, I saw the time frame and I looked it up and in my head I was like, I think this probably had to do with TV and like residuals on television. And mm. it actually was that. The big, the big takeaway the last time was residuals with the birth and boom of television. And we move forward 60 plus years later and we are kind of dealing with the same thing with um, residuals and for, towards streaming and more importantly AI which I posted on my store do you guys see the offer that the studios threw at SAG regarding the AI thing yeah yeah um pretty much Jack if you didn't see it they were going to pay actors or a background actors one days of work and they that's it they would own their likeness for a in using their likeness forever in any movie any television show going forward and that was their proposal regarding AI. So Jack, I'll get I'll start with you. Thoughts on this whole thing. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad that these, you know, crew members and uh talent people are starting to strike, especially just looking at, you know, just the difference in wages earned by those like on the lower levels and those obviously made by the CEOs. So, obviously what it means for, you know, movies and like award shows, like we're still very like hesitant to see what happens with the Emmys. Who knows when they're going to even happen? I wouldn't be surprised to see them pushed off till closer to the end of the year. But I mean, they deserve what they deserve. And so I am more than okay with not getting any new movies or anything like that while they fight for what they deserve. Yeah, I concur. Hunter, what do you think? It's basically the whole landscape of television movies has changed dramatically over the last... I don't even say not even 10 years, five years, two years, one year Mm -hmm. with AI now. So you have to be on the forefront of this for who knows what happens next. So this is this is the ride or die time and good on them for going on, going, you know, drawing the line in the sand and making sure these uh, issues are 
addressed. And Lou, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I'm probably not the the right person to ask about this, but of course, it is a is a major thing that impacts eventually will impact every every moviegoer uh, depending on how long this goes on for uh, and yeah like you guys said it's just a matter of like seeing how how much the the lower staff get paid compared to the ceo of course there was that sh- video of sean gunn saying how how gilmore girls is always co- one of the most popular netflix shows i'm currently re-watching it right now and he, like he doesn't get any residuals for that and just it's these these problems that need to be solved and if they need to strike to do that, then then then, then they do. Yeah, I, I agree. They deserve it. And the biggest one that got got me uh, thinking goes back to Tucker mentioned this has been going on for decades. So John Cusack took to Twitter uh, the day that they went on strike, and he tweeted about how he did a movies in the '80s with him holding a boombox that uh, cost 16 million to make, and they grossed a little over 20 million, and the studio. Uh, went marked it as a red of a fifty million dollar loss. So we're talking about say anything. So just to show, like Hunter's an accountant. I mean, there's a lot of crunching numbers here. I suppose, right, Hunter? You can BS it a lot. They they do the ultimate form of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you um, can really do it. So yeah, we'll see how long this goes. My guess is this is going to be a long. It'll be a while. Uh, how long has and- the actors, uh, the writers, one been going? A few months. I think three months. I believe. Three four months, just under yeah. Yeah, the last yeah. the last time they they the writers were on strike, it lasted I think six seven months. So now that they're working mm. together, uh, I believe Hollywood itself is losing thirty million dollars a day while the actors and writers are striking. So this could maybe end quicker, maybe I don't know, but I don't see. It. I I suspect this goes into the end of the year at least. I don't know if they revealed what the director's deal was at all. But mm-hmm. they might feel stupid right now. Very, very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I, know what they got though. I was watching the uh, the red red carpet because there was no one on there for the haunted mansion premiere yesterday, and how they had. I felt so bad for for someone that goes to Disney a lot. They had their cast members like Mickey, Minnie, like all the characters at Disney walked the red carpet as the characters, as Disney villains and and mm-hmm. heroes and stuff because they couldn't get anyone on the carpet for obvious reasons. Except the director of the Haunted Mansion, which goes with what the Hunter said, like, what kind of de- they must feel really stupid with the deal that they cut. But yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And then the last bit of news before we get into risky business and what we watch, the Emmy noms were this week, which are also planned to be moved to January from the last I saw. So uh, it'll be a while before we find out these winners. But as expected, Succession led with 27. The Last of Us followed with 24, two big uh, nominee leaders of the day. Uh, just general surprises or anything you want to mention jack like like hunter mentioned in the group chat that rule they implemented to limit the number of nominees per show didn't really work out <laughs> the it was, was worse this year 32 of the 40 drama acting nominees came from three shows that is know. just insane but i mean granted like those are three pretty Solid shows, you can definitely say. Um, Comedy is definitely going to be a fun category this year. Uh, I've got to ask. I, I I don't know if they did this prior, but why do comedy acting only get five? Because like drama, because like drama had like seven, and then they it depends only... on how many submissions there are or something. It's some complicated rule. Why mm. like support some supporting categories get like eight, and then some have seven, some have six. It's I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just not many leads, I guess, in comedy. Yeah. And then um, snubs. I don't think there was anything 
two like kind of insane Harrison Ford missing entirely was pretty crazy because yeah. I think he could have gotten in like for three different things. Um, yeah. I agree. And then yeah. Hunter with the pull of the decade. Uh, well, yeah. If they're going to choose one country person, they're not going to choose Taylor Sheridan. They're choosing Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. <laughs> That's what they're doing. I thought this one was going to be the one that misses because of the, that this one wasn't at least I, from my perspective, uh, side of things wasn't as popular with like the casual Dolly Parton fans as like the the couple of the ones that she's had before. But you were right, hundred percent right on that. So T- TV movie is the wacko category, and they need a Dolly Parton. I mean, they got yeah, but they did get uh, Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, yeah, you can have well, that as well. My, my, mildly sad, Beavis and Butthead didn't make the cut. Yeah, we we, we moved. If, if we if we could have gotten Hocus Pocus, pray. Dolly Parton, Beavis and Butthead, and then Weird Al into best movie. That would have been that's like a weird, best that's category. A weird category. <laughs> what wins there? It's a toss up, you think? It'll probably, it'll probably still be Weird yeah. Al, just like yeah, yeah. Tiff, the TIFF premiere, like their actual like consistent awards buzz, whereas like Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. 2 isn't going to get in like at the like Globes or stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Anything on your end, Hunter? Outside of, like, your big pull? Uh, it's weird because some shows, like, Women's Series was very strange, where Chippendales gets four acting nominations, but then no series nomination. Blackbird gets three acting nominations, is going to probably win Paul Walter Hauser, no <laughs> Limited Series nomination. And then freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi gets the Best Series <laughs> nomination. I was like, all right, that Once the logic I got in, I was like, okay, Andor's a lock, and Mandalorian could, like, sneak in. I think Obi-Wan, people were very upset about the Obi-Wan, but I think they submitted the right episode to do that. They probably submitted the whole, the one with him and, and um, Hayden Christensen, the, the finale. That probably got got it in. When you only have to submit one episode, it kind of makes it, you, you pick your best one yeah. and you shoot your shot that way. It's 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 much harder for the Emmys. Obviously, we don't pay attention as much because they have 18 bajillion categories below the line. So you can never mm-hmm. tell, like, oh, is Obi-Wan going to get in and other ones? Is that how it's getting in here? And I don't know. And it's the same Jack said about three shows getting, like, 80% of the nominations. It shows that there's too much TV. And it's even somewhat in that with movies as well, where if you're a Best Picture nominee, chances are you're going to be crowding out the, the, the below the lines. It's, it's a steady trend that's been going on, especially especially in TV. But I can't blame too many people because I don't watch any television because there's too much of it. Mm-hmm. So it gets hard when there's like you're an Emmy voter and there's a show you have to watch. If I made like a schedule of the shows I have to watch to keep up like actual Emmys, I'd be watching like six shows a week for like yeah. months straight. It's mm-hmm. it's all right. And Luke, do you have any comments on the Emmy? Nominees? Well, I try to follow the Oscars as best I can. Try to watch every uh, Best Picture nominee, but the Emmys are a, a different beast, if oh. you will. You got, instead of two hours, you have ten hours. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Comedy and drama. It's like okay and barry is very funny apparently <laughs> since it's still a comedy, <laughs> even though it's like such a dark season that's uh, what, i know you don't want to see i think it's a half hour thing there are i don't think there yeah. are any half hour dramas it doesn't qualify nominated. for drama because of the time yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. well i'm just yeah. hoping that finally beats ted lasso because ted lasso was a lesser season i agree i don't barry think it's gonna was... win i don't think it's gonna be i think I, it's, it's Abbott I think elementary Abbott Elementary is my pick for there. But we definitely have a long time to talk about that. So we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens there. All right, cool. So that's all the news of the week. Let's jump into what we watched. Uh, Jack, 
outside of work, what have you seen this week? Yeah, a, a, a couple of things, really, only. Uh, speaking of Emmys, a couple TV shows. Uh, I've been watching Smiling Friends for the first time. I don't know if... Hey, that's a yeah. great show. There we go. Hunter with the TV vouch. Hey, and that was because it's like, it's like 10 minutes long. <laughs> 10, 10 minutes can, and only like you, 10, 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah you can binge the whole hours. season in an hour. Yeah, yeah. in a couple hours. So that, that show's amazing. Yeah, very, very unique. Not... Very much its own thing, and especially when it comes yeah. to like adult animation, like a lot of whole different art styles kind of going on, and just very kind of a charring in some ways, just with the comedy. But it definitely plays oh, yeah. out very well. Uh, started a community rewatch. You know, it's been about the, it's about that time, Dave. Mm. We'll get we'll get you there sometime. One day, we'll get you there sometime. Uh, <laughs> and then I didn't bring this up last time or last week, but. Now this week I can actually show it because I finally have oh dog my yeah, Blu-ray, yeah yeah my Blu-ray collection with the beautiful hey. top hours I forgot my top uh, no to answer your question you've mentioned I could show it to, it hasn't delivered yet really yeah. man I, see, I was thinking about ordering it but I was like no I'm going to Barnes and Noble like the morning of because like I've had my whole. Like, this is the one movie from my top 50 that I didn't own, and the reason was just that I couldn't own it because we didn't have a Blu-ray release here. So mm. I just held out, and they finally delivered, and man, it is quite the release. I'm excited for you to get it, Dave. Cause I've been, what is the, the next Scorsese one you need on Criterion? I have my answer, but I'm curious what you guys think. Honestly, only I'm, I'm, I'm only going to say this just because I we don't have it, and I kind of do want it. I'm gonna say New York, New York, Ugh. just because I just because I, I just because I want that Blu-ray, and I'm not I'm not sure if there is one. It is out of print. It's very expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd say that. But what would be yours? The Irishman's so, already there. So a popular one that I think deserves a better version of a Blu-ray and a 4K upscale. My I would probably say the Aviator would be like a there more... There That's what I, I was looking up right now. I was like, is there a Blu-ray of that right now? Because like, the terrible. color of that movie is. Okay. It's yeah. terrible, yeah. And then the a lesser known movie, which I do think is gonna hit criterion is silence. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That which that would be that'd be great. I'd like that. But I want that on four K too, because that cinematography in that movie is stunning. Uh true. But yeah, anything else that you want to highlight, Jack? Uh nothing that we're not talking about later. Alright. Luke, do you have anything you wanna highlight? Um, outside of the the Tom Cruise thing, I didn't catch them all, but the ones that I didn't watch, I seriously doubt I would have drafted anyway. Um, <laughs> so outside, I of never that, heard of half them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I watched. I was thinking about watching the the Planet of the Apes trilogy again, but I wanted to watch The Great Escape before that because the third one is very akin to that. So I watched that. Um, if the whole movie was as good as the actual Escape, it would that... be an easy, easy five stars. <laughs> yeah. But... Right. It was not. But I, I I still enjoyed a lot of it, so a solid four stars there. Uh, after the the real Chronicles episode, I rewatched The Dark Knight because you gotta you gotta rewatch The Dark Knight like at least once mm-hmm. a year, or in Dave's case, probably three times a year. I don't know. I don't know how, how often close. He, he watches it. Uh, still number three, Nolan. I, I that did not change. Dunkirk and Interstellar are ahead of it for me still. Uh, so I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Gonna watch Dawn today, I think. Uh, still five stars. And I rewatched Little Women because Greta Gerwig hey. next year. Uh, still 
Very good. Much better than Lady Bird. Not not a fan of Lady Bird. Uh, and on TV, I've just been rewatching Gilmore Girls. It's it's that time. L- oh, like, my like wife loves Gilmore Girls. Yeah, my yeah, wife loves Gilmore Girls. Is is she Team Jess? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I've never seen Gilmore Girls, but I I'm gonna assume sure. Why not? Well, well, that's that's the right team to be on. Comes in and is like, how, you how dare you? <laughs> assume. Uh, what about you, Hunter? Anything you want to highlight? It's been, it's a slow screening week this week, so. Well, it's slow because this week is the very packed week. Where it, so because um, I had watched Insomnia the week before, I figured I might as well cross off all of Nolan's films on there, and I watched Following, his very first film. It was pretty solid, actually. Uh it's it's overly complicated just for the sake of being complicated. And yeah. it's like, well, that's a Christopher Nolan movie right there. But it is for a first movie for a guy who had z- z- basically zero resources. It's it's pretty entertaining and captivating. I was like, well, for a feature debut, this is one of the best I've seen outside of like the ones that actually have studio backing. Mm-hmm. So and then I watched Risky Business, which you know obviously we'll, we'll get into. Moment. Yeah, we'll obviously get into it. And then because I had bought the Criterion of it, and I watched it last week, and I loved it. I'm gonna, I watched it again, so I watched Cold War again. <laughs> it's like it's oh, yeah. like eighty it's like eighty five minutes long, and it's 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 one of those, I first watched this movie when it came out twenty eighteen, but because I was it was it came out right before winter break for us so i was still in the middle of iowa so there ain't no way this movie's ever coming to theaters so i was an impatient person and watched it on a we'll say a lesser quality link i found online <laughs> so that was not the way to experience this movie and it, but it had been sitting in my head for years and to watch it again in criterion collection you know on 2k i think it is but it's just beautiful looking movie and it's not one of my favorites it's like top 50 now and like i just it's one of the movies i love now so awesome that and then today will be dr chicago right after this mm. so going from an 85 minute movie to a 200 and something minute movie you know it's it's balance and then all the other movies i gotta watch this have, next week we'll, you, we'll talk about next quiet, week have you seen quiet yet Pretty yes i've watched that okay. last year two years ago something like that i love that one as well so david lean's like just swish after swish right now is, is that gonna be is that gonna be one of the theater because are they doing like david lean or they're they're just doing they're just doing this one. They did Lawrence okay, Arabian last year. More, so it's a yearly thing, I guess. I guess they just David Lean. <laughs> I guess they were because Lawrence they sold out. You know, months I bought this ticket like in April, and they, I don't think they sold out for this one yet. But they'll, it'll be packed. But I think they just they do like a celebration of cinema series every year. I think it's just them randomly picking which ones they want to do. They're, they're trying to put a theme to it, but. Is this one? I think they have like airport tomorrow, which I have to miss now, and then like King Kong's in two weeks. So there you go. Like, there goes that it, one. <laughs> it, they're just throwing everything together, and it's like, well, it's all good movies. So I like it. So nice. Uh, my end. I promise I won't go too long. Uh, I saw the Netflix documentary series Quarterback, which was it's a very for Hunter, who's like a big football fan like I am. It's a very interesting series to watch three levels of quarterback play. Like, you have Mahomes, you have Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, and just their different lifestyles of where you are when you're not the best player in the league, and yeah. where you are the best player in the league. It's just, it's a very interesting, even you guys that are only into football, I think you actually would be interested, because it's not just the football, it's the outside life and the training that's given to you as someone of specific stature. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, I saw Plane, which I... Yeah, 
I thought it was why? Because no, I, pl- I thought it was going to be like a uh, like a homage type to like '90s action movies. Those stupid fun. Act- I didn't like it too much, to be honest. Um, I saw. I I forgot to mention last week, but I think this may be up Jack's alley. Not sure about Luke and Hunter. So I saw this movie. I mean, I I used to really like this movie as a kid. Uh, came out in 2002, called The Emperor's Club. Have you ever heard of that movie? No. So it stars Kevin Klein, Emil Hirsch, um, Jesse Eisenberg, Paul Dano. It's essentially a poor man's dead poet society. Oh, say by the age, I, remember, I remember you seeing that. I'd say by the ages of all those actors, it's like, yeah, that's like a high school movie. And Kevin yeah. Klein's a teacher. It's, it sounds exactly like it. So pretty much it's a um, – how can I put this? They do trivia – not trivia, but there's like this competition because it's a it's a prep school to become Julius Caesar, and it and it takes you know it's a whole like whole trivia of like Roman history and stuff like that, and it's uh, something happens at that event which leads to certain things occurring as adults. So it goes from them as teenagers to adults. So it's it's on I believe it's on Stars if you guys wanted to check it out. But yeah, I, I always have a good time with that movie. Um, Oh yeah, stars, the most popular streaming. They, their <laughs> library, no lie, their library is sick. Like they have some good shit yeah. on there. Uh speaking of stuff I saw there, I saw Less Than Zero for the first time. The Robert Downey Jr. uh movie from the eighty nineteen eighty seven. I I wrote on Letterboxd, it's so eerie that this could have let this could have pop possibly been a RDJ biopic with how his life was unraveling in the 90s if you you see it you understand what i'm talking about it's a heavy heavy movie but i highly highly recommend it went on a gerwig watch i too have uh little women i think it's until the next week is my favorite of hers so far um and then yeah go ahead hunter you're gonna say something two movies three favorite three (laughs) wow all right still not a big number uh and then uh last thing oh i i did some nolan watches interstellar more of the story. You have a kid, you're going to like Interstellar more. And then the last movie I saw starts Vincent D'Onofrio as a serial killer who kidnaps a boy after murdering his mother, then raises him to be his accomplice. After years of captivity, the boy must choose between escaping or following his captor's footprints. Now, Jack, does that sound like something that would be directed by someone we know? I'm going to say no, but it probably means yes. You're on the path. This movie was directed by Jennifer Lynch, the daughter of David Lynch. <laughs> okay. It's, it's on Amazon Prime. This movie fucked up. It is oh, fucked up. Um, take out her made? In the weirdness, no. It's much more of a straightforward plot. Okay. But it is dark as shit. Like, they, he kidnaps him and he has the guy, the kid like chained the whole the majority of the movie and he and he names him uh vincent d'onofrio names him rabbit so the whole movie is just calling him rabbit and he does house chores he cleans he scrubs he does everything around like the compound that they live in and he brings vincent d'onofrio keeps bringing women in and kills them and then um yeah it's heavy it is very 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 like dark it could only come from a lynch that's kind of the way i put it um I do recommend to watch just to see. It's only, I think, 85, 86 minutes, so it isn't too long. 
Uh, she pretty much has, she's had a rough, like, film directing career because she was, she uh, premiered a movie at Cannes, I believe, in 93 with uh, Cheryl, uh, Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks. Mm. And um, it got panned. I think it was her and Mickey Rourke, and it completely got panned. And her directing career, she kind of sprung up to TV, and she directs a lot of television. From, like, Gossip Girls, she directed also, like, four or five episodes of Dahmer this last season. So, Ooh. yeah, it's a, it, it's a highly recommended. It's on Amazon if you want to be depressed after 87 minutes. Um, mm. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. On my end, let's get into one of the things we're here for, which is Risky Business's 40th anniversary uh, Jack Renault entity. Mm-hmm. Jack, first viewing of the movie, go cook, my friend. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember why I first watched this and why I did when I did, but I know it was like during the whole Watch Mojo era of eighth grade, and it was along the time that I was watching, you know, all the John Hughes movies for the first time. Um, so then I came to this, and man, <laughs> it is very, very different than the John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially in part due to the fact that the most noted and popular scene from this movie is probably the most lighthearted scene in the movie entirely. Because the rest of the movie is much, much more dark and surreal than, you know, your standard Ferris Bueller, pretty in pink kind of high school movie there of the 80s. Um, And so just for that reason, I mean, this has kind of just become a really kind of underrated gem for me, one that I think has not earned the appreciation that I think it truly deserves, Um, especially as time has gone on. I think it's become quite underrated. Uh, And it's just a movie that I think at a very, very face level has some really, really good, has some really, really good lessons in there. Uh, just kind of about gaining confidence. Um, Prostitution. Like, yeah, I was going to say, that's why I said it, face value. Like when you just, <laughs> you know, take some chances and say what the what the fuck every now and then, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to that degree, but I was definitely glad I watched it when I did. It's still one of my all-time favorites. Awesome. Hunter, <laughs> what about you? This is the first time for you. Yeah, yeah. When I say you know, first time, first time memories of watching, I only have to think back to Thursday night when I watched it. So don't worry, they're pretty, still pretty. Uh, yeah, no, exactly what Jack said. I was, I just knew of this movie. I knew the dance scene. I knew the meme and the glasses, and that's it. That's pretty much all I knew about this movie. And I was expecting a John Hughes kind of thing. And then the train opening is coming in. I'm like, okay, a little, a little strange here. And then they start saying, what the fuck, a ton? I was like, oh, okay, I, all right, this is something else. And then, not that I disliked it for that, but it was throwing me off for what I thought it was. So I was very, uh, I was in- entertained by it. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. And they, obviously I can see how Tom Cruise got a lot of his roles from this because he is carrying this movie on his shoulders quite a bit, so I was happy with that. Yeah, don't don't take it at a maybe a too literal of a level. It's it's a metaphor. It's a very entertaining metaphor. <laughs> Look, what about you? Uh, yeah, I watched this a while ago. Uh, I was always on my watch list just because of the, the scene that everyone knows in this. Like everyone's seen that scene, but do they actually know what the movie is about? And I I had no idea, so I I watched it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, a decent amount, not not as much as as Jack over here, 
Uh, so maybe I do need to give it a rewatch, but but you can clearly see that the foundations of what kind of actor uh, Tom Cruise is going to become. He's, he's quite in, intense. Uh, but but yeah, you, like you said, this, this is the one that propelled him to that stardom. Uh, and, and, you know, prostitution, of course, as, as Dave mentioned. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I actually saw this for the first time a few years ago as well. Uh, like Hunter, like Jack said, not what I expected, especially with that scene that you've seen for years and commercials and it's been spoofed everywhere. Uh, shout out to probably one of the most effective scores I've heard it in '80s movies. Uh, the Tangerine. It's a good score. I'm, I'm sitting on it. I'm waiting on the, that. Yeah, one. it's it's one of those. Where I was like, this is way better than it should be. Like, the, why is this so, score like slapping so hard? The Tangerine was on full display. Um, I will say, um, my first viewing, I went four and a half stars because of. Uh oh, well, he set it up. He set it up. There we go. Tom Cruise, very handsome dude. Very good looking dude, like 80s and 90s, one of the best looking guys in Hollywood. The worst haircut I have ever seen on a superstar in any movie in that era. That bull haircut, my friend, Mr. Renault, can you defend the choice? It is, there's, it's, it's unappealing to look at. And Tom Cruise is not an unappealing to look at person. Yeah, his character is not the cool character. He's not the coolest guy in the town. No, he's like. But that's what's interesting. Like, if you just like, kind of like, if you just like look at the wardrobe, like you know, it kind of gives off the vibes of like the cool kid, like you know, the Letterman jacket, like but Sperry's, like the whole deal. But no, like he's in like he's not not in like a ton of clubs. Although like later he's just kind of like a normal student for the most part. So yeah, and then the bull haircut. I mean, the bull haircut is so funny. How how many of us? How many of us loved our haircuts in high school? In, in retrospect, I, I had control over my haircut in high school. The oh, fact a, that I had, I had the same haircut all all of high school. Like the know. fact that he's he went to a barber and he's like, you know what I want to do? I want to look at that cereal bowl. Like that's what I need. Like, wow, you know, he's an '80s prep kid from Chicago. He looks yeah, kind of the part. He looks the part. But uh, yeah, jokes aside, like I, I loved it. And even on this second watch, I got I that think, got yeah, that half star. That, that movie, it movie, so damn good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting into the production, I joke with Jack. Uh, this will be a quick one. It's like that running joke. I think it was The Simpsons when you go in and out the door. So there's nothing on this movie because there was no issues on this movie. So all I have here, it was written and directed by Paul Brickman. It stars Tom Cruise, Rebecca De Mornay, and that's all I got. Jack, did I miss anything? I mean, a few uh, a few other things, but like you mentioned, like Paul Brickman, like knew exactly what he wanted and got what he wanted. So production just kind of breezed by. Um, it wasn't until post production that any issues kind of began to arise, and that was studio, you know, began to interfere. Classic, you know, touch on here in the production section. Um, and it must have been really bad because Paul Brickman never did much since. And like, just based on this one movie, like this is a, he just seems like a very capable director, like for it to have gone as well and have everybody on the cast be so high praising of the movie. But apparently they weren't, they weren't big fans of the ending. So they had to throw it mm-hmm. in. They pitched a new one and I've seen both endings and both are fine. The The ending that they wanted was a bit more upbeat and it ended with, um, they weren't doing much, it on the train. <laughs> <laughs> not much different. 
Well, I mean, we might have gotten to that point, but they're in the restaurant, and then La- Lana goes over and sits on uh, Joel's lap, and then it cuts to the whole like, restaurant, and, and then it, yeah, and then it cuts to the whole like investor monologue there at the end. So, like, it's not yeah. a hugely different ending, but more upbeat than the normal one. But I think both both still work. Um, and one little, uh, or just something that I found that was really cool on top of like the new director, there was also just a bunch of really good crew members when it came when it came down to just looking at it. like it was edited by richard chu one of the three people who won the oscar for editing star wars um and then bruce surtees was one of the two cinematographers son of robert surtees who did everything from uh ben-hur to the graduate uh which i should say the graduate really interesting compare companion piece with this. i think this risky business and ferris bueller make like the holy trinity of late high school college movies for me uh Um, and then everything else i'll touch on later yeah so moving on to maestro's corner so uh this was composed by the tangerine dream uh jack's go-to for all cinematic music uh there are other songs on the soundtrack uh we have songs by muddy waters prince (laughs) jeff beck journey phil collins and of course Bob Seger with uh, old-time rock and roll. Uh, Tangerine Dream-based parts of the score are material from their previous albums, particularly Force Majeure. The title track is the basis for Lana's theme. And the intro into Cloudburst Flight was reused for Guido the Killer Pimp. No Future, Get Off the Babysitter, is based off the title track of the album Exit. Jack, you're, you're the Tangerine Dream guy. Cook, my friend, Cook. Well, I'll just go on and open by saying this is one of the few, like, movie vinyls that I have gone out of my way to buy. Like, this and this and the original recording of Fantasia are the only two, like, I pretty much, like, the only reason I have a PayPal account is because I bought this record online from, like, eBay, like, five years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is probably my favorite synth score. It's either this or Blade Runner. Like they honestly just go back and forth. Whenever I whenever I watch whenever I watch one, I'm like, oh, I like that one more. And I watch the other one. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. This is pretty good though. uh, (laughs) I was gonna say maybe on the rewatch, Cherry to Pumpkins might go up. Please, please. Yeah. I mean, Tangerine Dream like got the big. The the probably most noteworthy for Michael Michael Mann movies, but I mean, their work here is so freaking good. All the, all the tracks you mentioned are great, and then the mute like the needle drops too are just really kind of unique. Like honestly, like I had I don't think I'd heard um, in the air tonight before this movie. Granted, I actually might have seen this movie before you even got to it. So cause I was like really young when I watched it. Um, but no, I think this score just is one of the biggest things that like kind of makes it stand out from the other like teen comedies of the era. That just kind of helps with the, all the whole surreal nature of the movie. And then Hunter, you said you dug the score quite a bit. Yeah, when um, Lana first comes over and they're pretty much you know going at it, making out by the window, and then like the the door flies open, the leaves start coming in. I was like, this is like way more than it needs to mm-hmm. be, and yet it's working really well. So that one, I I was yeah, I was digging the score the whole time, and then yeah, the in the air tonight. Uh, I don't want to 
blame the movie. They kind of dropped the ball or, the, the, on the beat, you know, on the the the, the best part of the song yeah. is when the is on the, the dude looking at him. I was like, no, you had the you had like three minutes of build up and you put it on the wrong spot. And I I don't want to blame Paul Brickman because he, he knew what he was doing with this movie, and I I guess I'm still remembering that moment. So I don't know. Yeah, I see yeah the, the, everything the I've written great. down is invalidated. That's what's aged the worst. That's a great freaking point. I still do, I still <laughs> do love the use of that song in the movie though. What, what I like, still do like. I do oh, still yeah, do love yeah. the use it's, of that movie. It's a great use of the song, but it's just the you know the part that the, everyone the loves about part. the song, the best part of the song, and they put it on the wrong moment. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this peak to go off, and then it, and then it, it does not really. This guy. Yeah, I was like, oh man. Oh well. What about you, Luke? Do you have any love for the dream? I love a good '80s synth score. That that's about it. Like, who who doesn't? <laughs> it adds a very mystifying vibe to the to the film, I, which, I, which I think suits it well. I can't watch you watch Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. You're gonna love that. <laughs> song. I, I, gonna, I the kill count Wait, that, Dave, but. that was was that '83? '83, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ooh, no, no. Hollow, no, oh. Halloween three was eighty two. Sorry about that. Oh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the movie was released on August fifth, nineteen eighty three. Uh, budget was six point two million. Gross sixty three point five million. It was part ten of the year. Yeah. yeah so I, I I do have that, my friend here. So this this is a fun one here. Well, say we we touched on this with uh with Return of the Jedi. Let's see how how much we remember. So number one is Return of the Jedi. We can just leave that as is. Uh, risky business. I do not have a number. Yeah, it is number ten. Okay. Uh, what is number two? Trading I'm places. Trading. Is that eighty three? Oh, not number two. That was kind of a just, that kind of flopped. I feel like I'm just trying. Like I'm trying to think. Smash. This this is the time Best Picture nominees and winners would actually be yeah, make terms point. of endearment. I'm guessing is that's got to be up there. That like is on, that is on there. So okay. Well, hey. So uh, is, terms is of, this a Best Picture nominee nominee? I want to ask that. If it's ten, yes. No, number two. I mean, number two is it a Best Picture nominee? Is number two a? Best oh, I'm sorry. Nominee? No, it is not. No, it is not. Okay. There wasn't a Superman movie that year. Wait, no. Wait know. a minute. Wait a minute. Was this the best picture? It may have been. It did get an actor nomination. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Not a hundred percent sure about uh, picture. Any Rumble guesses? Fish? No. Uh, I'm the, just looking at 1983. The correct <laughs> answer is Tootsie. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My did I? I think that was a. I think that wasn't because I'm pretty sure Sydney got in for director or something. I don't know one support. I feel like I was say, one, I so. Like so number three here. So, yeah. Okay. R- right yeah. now I'm on Boss Office Mojo. So number three here I have Flashdance. Mm, yeah. Sure. Number four is where Trading Places come in, comes in. There it is. Okay. And it, is did there, get, it did get in the picture. It did get in the picture. Oh, is there? A, there's got to be a James Bond movie in here. There is. Pictures. There absolutely is. Yes. Hey, there we oh, which go. One which one? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Coming in at number, I'm gonna leave number five for a second. Number six comes in. Octopussy at number six. Sure. Wait. Not not the best Bond oh, picture yeah, no. in the world. No, especially when you get to the '80s, they're in there, but they're not good. Usually. Number so risky business was number Ten. not. I see eight on Box Office Mojo. Well, let's go Ooh, games. Okay. Uh, number nine, Michael Keaton stars in this movie, Mr. Mom. Oh, sure, yeah. True. Number sure. number ten, National Lampoon's Vacation. 
Mm. Oh, so in terms of endearment, it was number 22. I was off there. Oh, Jesus. Jeez, wow. That's I thought it would be way higher. There's, two, there's yeah. two movies here that one makes sense in the context of when it was released, despite its critical reviews. And the other one is shocking that it's here. Number seven is Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, which absolutely makes sense. Uh, and Sylvester Stallone was directing it, so it was probably really hyped at the time. It's a guilty pleasure for me. It's not good, but, you know. Uh, I didn't and, know he directed it, though. Yeah, he also gives himself a Hitchcock cameo in the beginning of the movie. Uh, is he trying to sure. get a bus? Is he trying to get a bus at the yeah. very last? Yeah. You're close. They're walking What's... on the New York street, and he, uh, John Travolta bumps into him, and then Sylvester Stallone turns yeah. around. Yeah, you blink and I'm you miss walking it. Here. And number f- <laughs> that's pretty good. And number five uh, is War Games. Five? War Games. Whoa! War Games. That's okay. crazy. Hey, Star Wars craze, man. <laughs> yeah, and I like War Games, but I would never have thought that would be number five but yeah the movie uh as we move to the trophy room 92 percent on rt the 25th anniversary edition actually does have the original version and the end uh the original ending and the theatrical ending as well uh 2015 the movie was ranked number 31 on entertainment weekly's 50 best high school movies jack do you put that higher yeah i'd say so i need to see the other 30 or so old-time rock and roll afi's arrived the song was number 100 on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Songs. That's fine. And then included in AFI's 2004 list of America's Greatest Music in Movies. No, no, same thing. Never mind. I posted in there twice. Now let's get to what's aged the best. Oh, yeah, well, before uh, we, we must... Well, actually, I can say that for what's aged the best, but I do need to say National Film Registry. Get on this shit. Why is this okay. not inducted? <laughs> like, <laughs> The, the the dance alone deserves to like I I don't even need them to watch yeah. the rest of it. The dance alone is valid enough for it to get on there. So I once I, you were talking about AFI, I was like, wait, National Film Registry hasn't put it in yet, no. and I and I knew that because like you can like the public can nominate stuff, and that's one of the ones that I've nominated for like the last like three years. If it happens this year, we we know they heard you. We we Jack. know we know we heard. We'll submit <laughs> uh, this episode. All the, as all proof. the town got in the year that I started. So Ooh, I'm, that's I'm, good. Oh. All right, what's age the what's age the best, Jack? Roger Ebert's review: four out of four stars. Oh yeah, that's a. Every now and then he'll kind of let me down, but then he'll have a. He'll kind of let me down. He'll have the obvious, like, yeah, four stars, but then he'll surprise me. This is a surprise, and I'm very happy with it. Um, the opening, uh, I think just kind of that starting on the L with the music is just so unreal and a great tone setter just for the rest of the movie. Uh, the high school wardrobes have definitely aged pretty well. I still think that, like, I was still seeing people walking through through high school wearing jeans and berries. Yeah, when when Joel's in his house wearing like jean shorts, short shorts, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't live to the 80s, obviously, so it doesn't count for me. But I was like, okay. Uh, I think Joe Pantoliano's supporting player career started here, and that Mm. obviously has went on to age quite well. Yeah. Uh, such as our topic of discussion two weeks ago with uh, the fugitive. Yes. Um, I think, but I, I mentioned both endings. I think are really, really good. I wish they were on the Blu-ray, but it's not. But uh, whatever. Uh, Tom Cruise running. You know, it's really funny to watch this movie, and when you get that moment of him running, it's like, and here it is, folks. 
This is <laughs> where. Uh, I, guess, I guess I'll bring that back for valleys later. Uh, um, and yeah, I'll save the rest. All right, Luke, what do you got here? Uh, I probably won't have much to add. Sorry to disappoint the listeners, but I will say that Tom Cruise's fit when he when he puts on the suit and the sunglasses mm. that that has yeah. aged well so much so that one Steve Harrington in Stranger Things dressed <laughs> up as him. <laughs> in, in that, I never I never pulled that. That's awesome. In that Halloween mm. episode, uh, don't remember which season it was, but I did catch that. So uh, so th- that's that's my contribution to the what's aged the best. <laughs> All right, do you got maybe here maybe on next it? Halloween I'll 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 wear that. <laughs> yeah, I know we we talked about the soundtrack in the Maestro's Corner, but that's probably one of the better things his age, Cruz's performance, and I I do think same with Ferris Bueller as well. Or maybe you don't take it on super literal, but if you look at you know the themes and what this movie's saying, it's 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 good stuff. Like this could be a throwaway, just fun time. It's like no, there's actual life lessons you can get in this movie if you want For sure. out of it, and I I, I enjoy that. So. Kind of similar to what you were saying, Jack. I put the first hit of the tangerine and what's mm-hmm. age the best. Yep. Um, yeah. LLC poker. <laughs> sure. Uh, old time rock and roll. The memo oh, minder. Yeah. I, I, that's what's age the worst. No, so here, hear me out. Hear me out. So the reason I have it here is because we essentially all have memo minders on our phone with notepad. Yeah. So that's well, why well, I have it in here. Well, the reminder, yeah, not annoying. The reminder app. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say this one. You don't have to turn on. Like, imagine if your phone was just going memo, 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 <laughs> yeah. memo. The name Guido the pimp. Oh yeah. Big fan Guido. of the name. Small business owners. Who's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's the business owner? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Letterman jackets? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise as a megastar? Uh, cap- I, mean, I mean, he's gonna, he has a, you know, another couple decades where he's doing it. Capitalism? Uh, yeah. Maybe not this exact form of capitalism, yeah. <laughs> but in, in general, we'll not, say the in principle. <laughs> not, um,. The use of it completely in here because of what you mentioned before, Hunter, but just a song in the air tonight. I absolutely adore mm-hmm. that song. And when, I, when I heard it, 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 it was the end of the movie, but I was like, all right, this movie's really like going out in a high note right now. It, it was, and I, I was loving that. And then something you guys won't get, but this is for like the old heads out there buying back your furniture and being hustled, which is a gimmick used in season one of I Love Lucy. Same, same oh, exact was- gimmick. I was like, has the furniture industry gotten so much better over the years? What were you buying? <laughs> I was like, you had a personal experience with this? Imagine you, you, you and you and Jenny just finding different moving trucks and being like, oh, what about that? Like, I actually back there. You mentioned that. You mentioned that, but we actually, I do have a horror story of when we moved. Uh, when we moved into our condo, we we're mm-hmm. bringing stuff from two places, right? So. Right. Our, the moving company that we hired, rather than bringing it up, they were leaving stuff in the basement hallway and making us bring up all our stuff into the house. Mm-hmm. And then Jenny Jenny put on, like, the waterwork acts, and she won an Oscar. And she's like, bro, like, I paid you guys. What the fuck are you doing? This shit needs to get brought to the house, not left there. And they were like, oh, but we have another job. And she's like, well, it's not my fault you were two hours late. You need to get this shit done. So... Yeah, furniture <laughs> furniture companies are are quite something. So Joey Pants, I get you, man. Uh, what age is the worst? Uh, well, Tom Cruise's hair. That, that's like literally. I have one. written down Dave. <laughs> I have written down Dave's hair complaints, holding it back from the score it deserves. <laughs> there you go. That's it's aging already pretty bad. <laughs> it's aging badly right now. <laughs> Standardized testing. <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I, I still I, got it. Don't worry. I, 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 put the, I put the Princeton admissions criteria. Mm -hmm. Like Joel got into Princeton with a 3.1 GPA. Uh, I, that, that comes into one of my other categories. But yes, it's also right. It's also true. In this entitled rich dude taking advantage of a lady of the night and trying to pay her with a savings bond. With Alexa, your child can co-create their own original. Lady of the night. Uh, uh, Bed and breakfast brothels, and yeah, but that's what you want. I was gonna say bed and breakfast, so like that too. It's like, wow, it's, what a steal! <laughs> yeah, it's at least you know, you get more for your buck right there. <laughs> uh, two more lifting weights on your bed, and this for two seconds. And finally, <laughs> this isn't just with this movie, it's with a lot of 80s movies. Slow motion sex scenes are the fucking worst, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's if there is anything that would dock like the points for me it's probably that just because it's kind of just funny at this moment it's so bad. Time. what do you got jack you got anything here oh uh, the only other two a lot of these kind of tie over it's um i mean i already mentioned this but unfortunately paul brickman never got much further than this movie which is upsetting because this is quite the directorial debut if i've ever seen one uh and also i just want to look at like the I want to know what the actual price is of that egg because I don't. I'm sure it was worth too much than what it should have been. Just a mm. piece of glass, and the, it doesn't even really look like an egg. <laughs> that was always the one, like just kind of that, like that object. I was always like, that's what it had to be—just a freaking piece of glass. It couldn't have been something a little bit more cooler, but whatever. All right, Luke, do you have anything here to contribute? Um, let's just say. This has aged well for, for, let's say, another 30 years, and then it started to age badly. Let's say Tom Cruise doing roles where he has to properly act. Because <laughs> ever since, like, 2010, yeah. he's been doing action slash slight comedy. Yeah. Uh, let's say that. All right, Hunter, do you have anything here? Um, I only was, like, maybe the casualness of the 80s, where I think one of the, the guys there brings, like, his cousin over, and his cousin looks like he's, like, 13 years old. And I was like, ah, okay, maybe it's a little much. Mm -hmm. But, <laughs> but uh, obviously, in the grand scheme of what could age poorly, that's pretty harmless, I think, in terms of what we could have had in the 80s or in general. So I, I don't think there's anything that's, like, aged terribly in this movie compared to most. For sure. Alrighty, Joe Spinell, that guy award. I'm going to just... I probably had the most basic pick. It's Joey Pants for me because that's pretty much what he became, uh, that guy. Uh, Jack, what do you got here? <laughs> this actor has maybe has more movies in my top twenty than a lot of people. Probably of many Oscar winners. <laughs> His name is Bronson Pinchot, and he was also in the movie that I mentioned prior. After Hours. He's oh, yes, 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 yes. In the yes. very beginning. He's at the very beginning when he's talking to uh, when he's talking to Paul in the office. He's uh, Joel's friend who like is in the investors club with him. I may bring him uh, up. Oh. So, so, so then seeing him, seeing him in After Hours was an all-time just like, wait a second, it's him. So, were you confirming? Well, Scorsese had to watch this movie if he had that and Cruise and Color of Money. So, you know, mm -hmm. Scorsese's a fan of this movie. He's casting people from it. Alrighty. Uh, Luke, anyone here? Absolutely no one. <laughs> Cruise is the only one. I, 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 will, I will throw a name out for you. I'm not sure if anybody's going to bring him up later, 
But there is one actor in this movie who is in another movie that I'm pretty sure Hunter's seen, but I know the three of us adore. Richard Mazur, the the guy who plays the admissions guy for Princeton. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Is the dog keeper from The Thing. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. So, so that that's always another, like, going and watching The Thing and realizing it was him. I was just like, wow, man. Alrighty, moving on to Al Martino's miscast award. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have there, an answer not, for this. Like, there, there's not a like. That's the thing. It, it, this movie, like, there's only like three roles where I think people could really fuck up bad. Yeah. And and that's Joel, Lana, and Guido. And I think yeah. those three all did great because everybody else, I think, like, if they were bad, weren't in the movie enough to like deter the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I only I only pick ones that are like. People that would actually have their name in the credits, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Guido's not the most threatening guy, but that's kind of his thing as well. That he's just a slimy mm-hmm. kind of guy like that. So he, Joey Pants fits that description in the '80s and '90s. So, yeah, but, I don't think there's anyone that was that was going against it. But a world oh, where Al Pacino plays Joe the Guido. What? What? God. This? Are you? <laughs> Come on, like this, this, this has gone on to like making absolutely zero sense. Why you're bringing Al Pacino up anymore? He always has to. Al Pacino always has to be. Al Pacino in the Dark Knight. Al Pacino in well, the, makes zero sense. Well, Pacino in the Dark Knight makes perfect sense. As yeah. A, you have to change again. You have to change the entire Wait, movie. For, for, for what role was that? Maroni. 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 Yeah. Yeah, okay, Pacino for fucking we Eric we Roberts. Pacino, we would sideline Pacino like hell in that movie. Yeah, it would be like everything's going on. It's like, oh yeah, it's we same, have like same with yeah. same with this movie. Pacino would show up to like forty five minutes into. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, this, that's, well, this was the era of Pacino where he was not starring in he many. Was many play. He was in, yeah. He was not do. He was doing a lot of Broadway, so he could have been. You know, he had Scarface yeah. as leading role of eighty three, and then just a supporting role of. Uh, yeah, Pacino, Pacino would definitely be third build in a movie. He would love that. Under Tom Cruise, he's just like, who, who the hell yeah. is this guy? Tom Cruise and um, uh, what was her name? Rob, Rob, Lana. What was her name again? Uh, Rebe- Rebecca De Mornay. Rebecca De Mornay. Re- Rebecca. Yeah. Okay, um, I was like, it started with an R. I got it wrong. Maurice Joar yeah. music moment. Um. It's, I'm not gonna do old time rock and roll because that's obvious. I, I'm just gonna keep it simple and just do the the opening with the as soon as the yep. score drops for me. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's it's that for me, and it's not really close. Uh, honorable mention to the pump, which is the song that plays as um, Joel and I can't remember the his friend Bronson his friend that's they like drive through the porch and like race to people mm. drive, driving at night through the city with that song playing it's quite different as good as nightfall i might say for all you mm. drive that's out there i'm gonna skip luke because i'm sure no, no, I, I will be the obvious one and take old time rock and roll okay perfect. <laughs> he's got one he's got one guys don't worry uh, anything for you on her or you're good uh it's either the one yeah or the lana and Tom Cruise are first going at it with the the leaves and all that. That was a good moment. Or the um, uh, uh, the train scene one. That was pretty good. Again, yeah. I do love in the air tonight, but also yeah, I, I like Manish Boy. 
But for me, that song has peaked with uh, its use in Goodfellas with like it kicks in like mm. immediately when Henry takes a snort of cocaine. So mm-hmm. yeah. that, that yeah. has just once, kind of peaked there. Once once the Scorsese movie is ruined for every other movie, it's like, oh, not yeah. as good now. Not as good. It was better in this movie. Give, give me shelter in the retired Hall of Fame. Yeah. Needle drops. yeah. Hey, Jack, Black Turtleneck Guy Award. Oh, uh, Bronson. Is it Bronson Pinchot? I think it's I think it's Richard Wazer. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I, I, the admissions those. professor. Uh, gets gets in at the end and like stays lo- and I always laugh. He stays longer. It's implied that he stays longer than the interview went. And he like leaves there and is like, "Have a good night, everybody." Yeah, <laughs> he was doing well. I was like, bro, is hanging out. So last couple mm. here. Um, this is the one that I I told you, Jack. I was changing the name, the new name for this award, the Thomas Mitchell Supporting Actor Award. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca did more name for me. I thought she's very good in it. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think Hunter completely... Hunter verbalized it perfectly with The Dark Knight last time, and that with this award, I I am looking at, like, at like the sixth man mm-hmm. and going like down like the main five, so it's like Cruz, mm-hmm. De Mornay, Pantoliano, and then from there it just kind of gets weird because those yeah. are like really the main three. But I, I just I'm basically visualizing who's not on the poster, I, I, or who's gonna, who's not getting like a single name credit. Basically, I'd that I'd say is Buddy Miles, Curtis Armstrong. Uh, uh, gets, yeah. gets, gets gets the line of the movie every now and then. Mm-hmm. You gotta say what the fuck. So yeah, Curtis and, Armstrong, and, and, who is uh, and, in a John Carpenter movie, I believe the same yeah. year. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember seeing that in the credits. I I, I was expecting he might be your uh, your that guy. Had you not played safe with Panto, um, Andy, what do you what do you got here, Hunter? Uh, well, I I I had Curtis Armstrong, but also I had yeah Richard Mazur as the Princeton scout because he was doing the whole paperwork. He's like oh three point one GPA, five seventy in the SAT. But then he took a look around. He's like, wait a minute, this guy's a businessman right here. He's running a business. Mm. He. He threw away the stats and he did the eye test and Tom Cruise nailed it and he got the Princeton. Now, yeah, will Tom Cruise do well with Princeton? Probably not, honestly. But but this man is the scout we need in you know in Major League Baseball, basically. He's he's a real man. Here, here's here's your Vaughn esque uh, connection to the movie, Dave. Tom, Tom Cruise is a businessman. That mm. was what got him. Yeah, that was, that was what redeemed the haircut. Yeah. It's one of those things where he's a good businessman. Will he be a good business student? No, he won't be. Not at Princeton, but he will be good at business. Awesome. Alrighty, so the Icebox MVP of the film. Rather than Cruz, I went with Tangerine Dream. It, yeah, yeah. I t- it, it's those two, really. I mean, shout out to Paul Brickman also for writing the movie. Like We've talked yeah. a lot about directing it, but him co- solo writing it too, but... <laughs> I mean, Tangerine uh, Dream just does so much for the ambiance and everything. And you, uh, Hunter, you have Cruise? Yeah, yeah. Very right, cool. No, it, it was no question. And then this one's going to have a name change soon, but for Peaks and Valley. Is this the peak, Mr. Renault, for calling your car stereo system? I mean, calling your stereo system the equalizer. Yeah. He's get more specific every week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> is this? It, it, it gets harder. <laughs> I was gonna say, give me the matchup. What other? I was gonna say the Equalizer show isn't actually about a stereo. The system, Denzel, so I'll have to the Denzel right. Washington yeah. movie, the Equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> is this the peak yeah. for bull haircuts? Yeah. Unless you want to give something else. 
Is this I'm the sure peak for SAT conversations in movies? Jesus Christ, man. We are getting <laughs> too specific. We're getting way too specific. Uh, is this the peak for Letterman jackets? Mm. There's, there's got to be another movie out there. Some high school movie. Some horror high school movie. I was going to say, I mean... It is, it is kind of the whole... Doesn't does Ferris Bueller wear a Letterman jacket? No, it's, not a, it's, no. it's not a Letterman, but I was going to okay, say Bre- okay. Bre- Breakfast Club, it kind of is like it goes into okay, like the yeah. whole personality of Emilio Estevez. So, uh, so yeah, that would probably be I, I think that, that one's definitely good. for Jack only because I'm not... I know their work, but not too... From, is this Tangerine Dreams Peak? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. I mean, like collectively with Michael Mann, you could definitely say that collaboration. But if if, if they did Heat, then I then, then I would. Mm. Uh, I they would didn't do. They didn't I do would, Heat. Oh, okay. I would probably have to say Michael Mann, but since they didn't, I would say this is probably mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. The only thing. The only thing is, um, I I think about that a lot when you you first mentioned it about them doing Heat. If that, as long as it doesn't remove the Moby song at the end, I would. I was gonna say I don't that. remember the score from Heat. It, there's really song. nothing memorable about yeah. it except the, the mm-hmm. Moby song at the, the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this the peak for three hundred dollar egg vases? Sure. Sure. And then <laughs> that's it. Uh, Did, didn't the Last Crusade have that egg vase or something? I don't know if it was an egg vase. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know. <laughs> I don't know what an egg. I don't even. I don't have. I don't have a. It wasn't even a vase. It's just like a sculpture of an egg. I don't. I don't have this collective memory in my brain for all the movies I've seen with this. All right, Jack. What do you got? Oh, I reiterate the peak of Tangerine Dream. Uh, not even close. The peak for Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the peak for train sex scenes. I'd say Twin Peaks. Well, it's not really. Well, yeah, yeah. Is it a moving wow. train? It took, it's no, a it's a moving. It's a moving train. It's just okay. you know. All right. Yeah, you'd have to see it, but Jack, uh, Jack yeah. knows. It's yeah, yeah. Let's just say it's not consensual. Yeah, that was. Oh, it doesn't count then. We don't want. Yeah. We're not. We're not. We're not. Yeah. We're not rating that. Um, it's not for others, but or nah, mm, yeah. And then I, for me, it's probably my, I'd say it's the peak also for synth scores, you know, 82, <sighs> Halloween 3, Blade Runner, and then you go into 83 okay. with Risky Business, and then I think from there it kind of starts to become more... A jukebox. Uh, I think it was yeah, more... Yeah, I was going to say more, more of like a, more of a trope from there on out. Um, and yeah. All right. Uh, Hunter, do you got anything? Uh, mine was peak for the professionalization of call girls. They have their own section in the newspaper. I was like, damn. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> A whole the newspaper section. Uh, peak. Um, oh, I said writer, directors, teen movies. So you had him, Paul Brickman. Well, I guess one in the pan for him, but then also John Hughes is going at it. So mm-hmm. you, had, you had really talented people doing these like teen movies that have really aged well. For what most have you think of? There's probably thousands of crap ones we've we never thought about since. So and then uh, those are my two not obvious ones. And then Jack, go ahead, Valley. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Cruise. The like, one that started it all for him, and he's just been all the, ever since. What does what, all right? What does Valley actually mean now? Because yeah, the, 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 the definition is getting it. Very weird. Valley, on you. No, it's always meant the same where, thing. It's kind of exactly, but it changes. Where, where something or not changes. Like the peak is the peak. Oh, is, 
peak, mm. like the peak, the valley is like where something begins. Like, well, when I hear peak, this is like the best, and I hear valley, it's like this is where it got the worst, or it never got better, or yeah, never got that's better. A, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's, that's, what that's I thought that's fair. I thought it was that. That's how we're going to rename this in the next couple of Okay. Uh, well, I'm yeah, glad this think, movie can really uh, help with this. I think <laughs> it's a good ed- edgy teen movies. Like, I feel like a lot yeah. of stuff that's, um, like, I don't know, it's not, like, full-on the same, but, like, Hot Summer Nights, like, with Timothy Chalamet, I don't know if any of you guys saw that, like, that kind of has, like, so, just kind of, like, you know, that kid who's going in over his head, uh, mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it, and I definitely feel like there's influence there, um, and, yeah. Alright, cool, it. so let's finish this off before we draft with a... Some fun trivia here. Uh, in an effort for Tom Cruise to look more teenage, the producers put him through unusual but a physical training. Cruise worked out seven days a week in order to lose 10 pounds. Once they had been accomplished, he immediately ceased working out and ate extremely fatty foods in order to layer up a baby fat. Sure, why not? Sure. It, it works, yeah. He looks young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure you knew this already. Uh, Jack, the dance scene where Joel dances to old-time rock and roll was completely improvised. Mm-hmm. All right. He just started doing that, and they said, "Quick, quick, get the cameras." <laughs> it would be. I would feel it'd be super awkward because I, I. I hope they had music playing on the set. Yeah, like music playing on the set. It's just him, like just dancing around. Like, yeah, it'll be in post. Don't worry, it'll look good. And he um, did, but you know, it looked weird then. Auditions for Joel. We had John Cusack, Nicolas Cage, Michael J. Fox, and Tom Hanks. Uh, how are we feeling about MJF? I think it could have. Uh, it's it's it's, it's he, the thing. He's he's already got one, you know. Or I guess not yet, not yet. But, but yeah, it, not yet. He's the only one that I would understand. Like the other, like Hanks was just no. Yeah. Hanks Hanks has never been to high school in his life. Like I would never <laughs> believe it. I would not believe it. Michael J. Fox, like I would say yes, but I also feel like he. It's weird because I'm saying this about Tom Cruise, but I just feel like Michael J. Fox is almost like too cool. Yeah. Sure. Like I, I, think I, feel like, I feel like Tom Cruise was able to just kind of like, he, Cruise is cool, but like he still kind of gave kind of like like a little bit of like a nerd kind of like shy vibe, and I'm like I'm not yeah. sure Jay Fox could have done that, but he could have. But I, I think Fox is a little too clean as well, which I like about him. But for this movie, it wouldn't work as you know as much. For sure. If it if it was if it was like John Hughes directed and it was more in line with like Ferris Bueller, then I would say Michael J. Yeah. Fox, which oh, then you kill it. Absolute, yeah. Yeah, he would kill it. Sharon Stone auditioned for the role of Lana. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she got basic instinct a few years yeah, later. Yeah, I was gonna she, say, get a, I don't think she's really had a ton, so I'm glad she is. No, remembered man, by. this would have been a wild, wild casting. Frank Sinatra was considered for the role of Guido. <laughs> <laughs> Where? How? How they ended up from? Frank Sinatra <laughs> to Joey Pants. Yeah. yeah, who had not done a ton. I I love that trajectory, but maybe they just they had this they wanted to swing for Frank. They're like, okay, now let's be realistic here. Let's go get somebody. I would have. I don't even know what I would have thought of that. I don't know. It's so weird. The original because like obviously you, you, it'd no. be like Al Pacino. You couldn't sideline Frank Sinatra for forty five minutes in the movie. You really couldn't like, do hey, that. Hey, I'm Frank Sinatra. I'm in the movie now. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a Superman and Frank gets top yeah. bill. Yeah, yeah he's Frank. The original title of the movie was titled White Boys Off the Lake. 
think they it sounds like a race movie kind of thing. You know, like, it, it just doesn't roll off the tongue as well. I was gonna say it's a it's a good it's a great line in the movie when when Jackie yeah, says she, she's what every white boy wants off uh, what she's what every white boy off the lake wants. Like yeah. great line in the movie, maybe not the title for sure. No, that's uh, a bad title. Kim Basinger turned down the role of Lana because she didn't like the script. Bad bad move, Kim. At least you got Batman '89 a few years later, so that, that <laughs> worked out. And she won an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Hutton was the first choice for the role of Joel, but turned it down in favor of working with Cindy Lumet on Daniel. That we have never seen. I don't blame him. He, he had an Oscar yeah, if you wanted to work with the directors. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, Paul Brickman had a completely different ending for the film, which we talked about before. And then finally, because it's typical to refer to business revenue before cost, some business details can be approximated before Joel, Lana, and Barry pay for the party and split their remaining income. Joe says he made $8,000, $21,622 in today's uh, money in one night. And earlier in the movie, it's explained that $50 of each transaction goes to the house. That means there were a total of 160 transactions at Joel and Lana's party that night. Um, based on the cast yeah, list... I believe it. There was 11 call girls, 10 named, and Vicky. Lana was running the party and wasn't working. This means each woman averaged 14.5 transactions throughout the night. It also means that each woman's take almost $3,625. In today's money, that is $9,797. I mean, you saw those women at the end of that party. They were beat. Yes, they were. (laughs) They were tired. so, So that's a perfect way to end it. As we move on to the draft, the Tom Cruise draft, uh, only going an hour and 11 minutes or making great time today. While we were doing uh, the discussing of the movie, I did do the order of the draft. Do it with no one looking again? Don't, what are you trying to do? You got to do it in front of us. You, no, 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 no. Well, well do, do you want to know? I don't care if I got the fourth no. overall pick. I don't no. care. If it wasn't in front of us, it doesn't matter. Oh, well, Jackson would be, be Jackson would be very be upset because he got the fourth pick. So, well, sorry, Jack. If you, nah, you got to do it in front of us. You yeah. can't, you can't tr- be like, oh, I did it off screen, guys. Don't worry. All right. So, I'll redo it. So, original order was I got one, loop two, Hunter three, and Jack four. So, I apologize. You got to throw it in front of us. I apologize, Jack. Or what may be coming. If Dave and I fucking switch, I'm gonna be so mad. You can blame Hunter. You can blame Hunter. Do not blame me. Uh, no, this no, man's I'm, still... I'm with you. I would have if you if you didn't say the order, I still would have been like switch it. Alright, give me one second. Let me share my screen. Yeah, pull pull Yeah, pull up the wheel or something. Whatever. Yeah, pull up yeah, uh, that would be worse. Yeah, the wheel. wheel. Oh, now, if I give him a, if I get first pick, we can go back then. Actually, I, no, uh, no, you know. we're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I know. Dave, Jack, Hunter, and Luke, and we will be drafting in the order of Dave, Hunter, Jack, and Luke. Are you happier? Chilling. <laughs> Luke is very, very happy. Very happy. Gonna suck. <laughs> Dave is very unhappy. I wonder what'll be left though. That, that that also. It'll be. I'm I'm very interested. When we get to like the 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 fifth round here. What we're like. What are we picking out of here? This is a this is a tough Cocktail? one. Um, you, I think I'll, that's I'll a say right now, I think that's a guaranteed yeah. poll. I'll, I'll give away my strategy. I am not going to pick cocktails. So do what you want with that. This is going to be one of those like it's not just the movie you pick. It's the category you place it into because this is yeah. Yeah. this is going to be tough. Okay, 
So we are going to be drafting in Blockbuster over $200 million because it's Tom Cruise. Uh, drama, action, comedy, sequel, sci-fi, fantasy, rotten, Oscar nominee, and flex. So, oh, man. Uh, all right. So with my first pick, Jack, I'm going to make a risky pick. I know what you're going to do, yeah. I'm going to go into business for myself. Yep. And with the first pick, I'm going to go with Top Gun Maverick in sequel. Oh, okay. As Luke regrets. Quite expectedly, but still a shame. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Top Gun Maverick, as all of us are. Uh, I couldn't do that to you, Jack, man. Couldn't do that to you. Uh, So we move on to Hunter. Okay, good. I'm glad you took Top Gun Maverick because personally I don't love it that much, so I wouldn't want to make it my first overall pick. Make it a first pick. Magnolia's right there, my friend. I know. You may but lose it. You may lose I it, am, by the way. I am a businessman, so I will go with the business decision here. And I will go into Mission Impossible Fallout in... I'll go sequel, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's there's after that there's only so many sequels that are you know well, I can only pick so many after this. Slim pickings there, right. yeah, and just be aware uh, we can only pick one Mission Impossible movie. And so I'm just deleting all of them now from my list. <laughs> there goes there goes the whole sequels. Yep. So good pick. So sequel off the board for myself with Taco and Maverick and Hunter with Fallout, Jack. I, I, what do you want it? There, there, there's a trend here, fellas. I know we all have our passion picks, but as it must mm-hmm. be, business must come first. And while it's not my number one cruise movie, I think I would be quite remorseful if I did not get my number two cruise movie, which is also the much more critically loved cruise movie. So in the category of drama... Oh, I'll be taking eyes wide fucking shut. Son of a bitch, man. I mean, God damn it, Jack. Jack, I thank you because that was something I was gonna take, even if I don't love it as much. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was it. like, I, I was like, if I can, if I go last. Well, honestly, I was gonna pick. If I got first, I was picking that first because I was Ooh. like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna let the. I, I, as much as I love risky business. That's not a one pick for me, especially it, in man. something with like a few, only a few contenders that like I really, really want on my team. Well, mm-hmm. you just—I thought that was a—I thought it was going to be a late pick, like at least third or fourth round. But nah, that was top two for me, guaranteed. All right, great pick. And Luke, you are going up twice, my friend. Well, now I'm faced with a tough decision. So maybe the first, the first or second pick would have been good, but I'm going to go for my Oscar nominee. I will go for. The movie has been referenced so many times in so many things, and until I finally watched it, I didn't understand. That's Rain Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. You scared Hunter just okay. a bit there, I think. <laughs> Once you had Oscar now, he's like, there's only so many. I mean, there's actually a good amount, but it's not as many. If I have Rain Man there, right. should I go for the recency bias, or should I go for the reliable? <laughs> it, is, Ooh, it, is a, it is available, so it's all yours if you want it. And obviously, one of us has already taken Mission Impossible, so there's only so many so left. In action, I'm gonna take seven or five. Seven or five. Uh, it's raining outside. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rogue Nation because okay. I think that's, Good that's pick. more more loved than All right, so, Red Reckoning. Yeah, that, 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 so that, that was my that was my horse. 
for the Mission Impossible series. All right, Jack. Is this the time? Is it? I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff out yeah, there I still. Gonna say, I was going to say, there's still stuff that, like, I don't think I'm terrified of getting sniped immediately. But the question is just where do the categories lie? All right, if I get sniped, I'll be okay because I can just throw this in elsewhere. I'm going to put this in... I'll put this in Oscar nominee, okay. I guess. Uh, I'm going with Jerry Maguire. Ah, enjoy. Yeah. He, he saw the money. Yeah. I, that was another one that I was like, this could go really early, especially in Oscar. So I just wanted to pick it up early. All right. Hunter, you are up, my friend. All right. Uh, are we branded by Alexa here? Because I've been here for I was like gonna say, seven yeah. minutes. <laughs> Alexa has been going off in the background for the last seven minutes. So sorry okay. about that. That's fine. I had to check it wasn't me. Alexa, and you're, stop you're, timer. Uh, I'm 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 kind of mad. You're sharing your screen still, Dave, but you're not showing your draft uh, yeah, scouting for it. I was like, I was hoping he was gonna shift over and like Don't show worry. me who's I, I have gonna just, draft. I share my screen <laughs> open and I never share my second monitor. So. Uh, all right, well, okay. I, it was the business decision because I think I was pretty sure no one was gonna take it in drama. I'm gonna take Magnolia. I yeah, fits. Kind of hit. I was this was I was like as long as, if I had the first pick I would have well I wouldn't have because I would have because I was like I no way in heaven can I take Magnolia you, first you, you overall can get it with that first double up I was, right. yeah I figured so, so this one is yeah, there all right so in comedy um not sure if you guys had this on your board but I do think this movie is quite funny and I think he is quite hilarious in it in comedy I am going to go with. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Yeah, quite, yeah. Well, that was definitely on the on the radar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, I, I've never heard of it. There's only like forty movies <laughs> to pick from. Like, only like forty and comedy like five. Comedy's like it was Tropic Thunder, and I kind of just stopped. I was like, well, I know risky <laughs> business isn't coming to me. I know Tropic Thunder probably not. I was like, well, that's it. So, as you guys said, business decisions must be made. And Mr. Renault, I let it slide three times or twice. I'm not going to let it happen again. In flex, I am going with risky business. That's fine. Unless you're open for a trade. No, I want... If the fact you want to trade means that mine are more profitable, so I'm good. For me, yes, size wide shut is more profitable yeah. than risky. So I, I think that and that's more profitable, but I think Jerry Maguire is still more than Risky Business, so I'm going to keep. All right, so in comedy, Tropic Thunder, Flex, Risky Business, Hunter, you are up. God, it's, it's between two right now. I think it's also uh, sailor for you now, though, right, since you have Magnolia. Yeah, but, you know, there's other movies I want. I'm just... <laughs> Jack Reacher 2 is available on the board. Just letting you guys know. Hey, it'll be my. It's on my rotten right now. <sighs> Shit. What was this one? Oh, they're both for Oscar. Maybe. All right. So in Oscar nominee, I'm gonna go with the true pick of few a few good men. Mm, yeah. Great pick. 
another yeah. one to us. Yeah. All right, Jack. I'm hoping the other one comes back, Pete, but I. All right. Know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. This is probably the one with a lot of layover in a lot of categories, so I'm just gonna try to put it in the one where I know. Actually, I'm gonna check the number real quick. Ah, right, crap! I missed. God damn it! <laughs> I missed one. It was it was a little too low, and I didn't alphabetize it. Damn it! <laughs> Okay. I know Dave's gonna want it if it comes back, but I'll. Uh, All right. Oh, well, I, I think I know what you're talking too. about. I think yeah. yeah. I, I guess it will see if it if it lands to any of us here. Yeah, I might take. Oh, yeah. All right. So Guys, I don't think I can take it anywhere now. I'm moving this to Blockbuster because I just checked and it made three hundred and seventy million dollars at oh, the box office. All right. So it's good. I'll be taking Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, oh good pick. Okay. Good pick. Yeah, was, uh, the, nice, the happiness in Luke's fourth pick is I, long gone. That was that was what I was I figured Luke was gonna take it, so it was gonna come back to me, which oh well. That's a that makes my sci fi uh Yeah, I'm uh, Damn it, yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, is it me? Yeah, you're up twice. So as I mentioned, I will wait, should I? Yeah, I probably should. After I start thinking about investing in the future, so uh, let's just get sequel out of the way, and let's go with the color of money. Good. Ooh, <laughs> all right, that's a good one. That's a good one. It is a sequel, so good pick. It is. So, all right, for our se- for those that are not, well, it's just Jack now. Jack Reacher Two remains on the board for you, my friend. No, there's right. other. There's still. For yeah, me, there is there's one still more. There's Mission Impossible's. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, Jack, yeah. there's one more that you and I both know is definitely a sequel. All right, you're up, and you're up again, good sir. And I still have drama open, so I could take something that I know Dave would not be happy about. Um, <laughs> you should do that. Maybe I should. How many, how many sci-fi <laughs> movies are left? Ah, there's quite a few. Let's go with drama. Let's go with collateral. Fucking. Son of a ah, bitch. okay, that yeah. makes sense. That was, all right, all right. That was the one I was yep, I missed. Yep, I, same. It was below uh, a few good men. I, I didn't look. I felt petty to take risky business after Jack took Eyes Wide Shut for me, and I lost Collateral. Uh, I, I, I love Collateral, so I, I was like, damn it. Alrighty, uh, Jack, where are you at here? Ooh, boy. Um... Yeah, this is where it's starting to get a little more like, what do I have left, and like, what do I want to put? So, who else picked Mission Impossible so far? Two, two Fallout, and, De- uh, and Fallout Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Who picked those? Was it Hunter and Luke? That was me and Dave. Yeah. You and Dave. Okay. No, I did it. I have Fallout. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Okay. Uh. Then I think I'll go on and get mine off the board because I do think Dave might snipe this one. I'm throwing this in sequel. It's not quite the sequel. It's the third in its franchise, Mission Impossible 3. No. Get some Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman in the mix. Magnolia's not enough. I was not not going to pick that one, actually. He's going to pick two. I know know it's underrated. Two is in the works. It's yeah. just where uh, there's a perfect spot for it. Um, yeah. Hunter, what about you? You're up. 
it's half the reason why I think anyone doing intermission fossil rankings the last couple weeks is kind of boring because like, well, two is the worst, obviously. Yeah. Like everyone hates two, and Fallout's the best, and it's like that's kind of that's what it is, and everyone, yeah. But okay, so I'm glad, Luke. I thought you were gonna go for it when you mentioned sci-fi. I'm gonna go in sci-fi Minority Report. Oh, yeah. mother! Yeah. I, I was deliberating that, and then I thought, okay, good. Uh, I, I once you said it makes my sci-fi pick easy. I was like, damn it, that's because <laughs> that's the one. Alright, so, so I, have okay. some, I have some thinking here good, to do, good, I guess. Good. Uh, I'm going to leave Luke the Outsiders, because I know he's a big fan of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, are, so are you. Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even have it written down, because I was uh, like, you, you guys would take it. No, I don't want that. Let's see, okay. so... Uh, Alright, so I'll get my rotten out of the way. A fortunate cocklet... Cockland's Law will not be taking Cocktail, but it will be taking the original Top Gun because that is a rotten film. I had that yeah. written down. That was my dad. So, if I have Maverick, I might as well have the original as well. Alrighty, so now it gets... Fuck, oh, man. I still haven't even picked Blockbuster, but I have a whole ton of movies to go with there, so that should be pretty easy. Um, okay, so an Oscar nominee, I am going to go with what I think is his best performance. And How has this lasted this long? <laughs> and he should have won the Oscar for this movie. Sorry, DDL, you still have Lincoln and There Will Be Blood. Uh, born on the 4th of July, an Oscar nominee. It's it's yeah. it's real low in his letterbox, actually, for what I expected. Yeah. Which is it's surprising. Like- it's like it's like twenty six most popular movie. I was like, that's a great movie, guys. Yeah. Do you think? I know you love DDL. Do you think you should have won, or am I like kind of? <laughs> no, I'd go with DDL on that one. Because I, yeah. I I don't like my left foot. I, I I guess you know in retrospect, three Oscars for DDL wouldn't know for Tom Cruise, but you know it's what it was at the time. Yeah, you can sure. only reward so many wheelchair bound performances in one year. You can only do so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, cool. So. Uh, yeah, so Oscar nominee, born on the 4th of July, and Flex. No, and then what was the other one? You did. And Top Gun. Gun. Okay, great. All right, Jack, you are up, my friend. Uh, Hunter. It's me. Oh, no, Hunter. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, Halfway through so far. I haven't... Only one of us has taken action, and it's kind of... Not slim pickings, but it's it's thinning out more than I want it to. So I'm going to take another one of my actual... Uh, you know, the title may not be the greatest age, not the age of the best yet, but I'm going to go with The Last Samurai, because I really like that movie. I do like that movie, too. We shouldn't okay. say that out loud, but I do like that movie. Yeah, but, no, it's a really good movie, and it's it's the plural form of samurai. It is not Tom Cruise as the individual that is true. samurai. Yeah, yeah. That's what a lot it of people is, that have told me. It would be, it would be him. Well, yeah, <laughs> he he has the hubris to do that, too. But if you watch the movie, you know what The Last Samurai means to them. And it's also a really good movie. I think it is. Yeah, I, I really like it. I agree one thousand percent. And great fucking score. I think that score is pretty damn Yes, great. that is that is the I think that is the usually mine when underrated Tom Hans Zimmer scores. That's usually the number one for me. Alrighty, Mr. Renault. Yeah, starting to come down to it, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> All the right moves is there in comedy, by the way. I mean, I still have comedy, but I think I can sit on that because I don't think my top two picks will be drafted quite yet. I am going to take the last sci-fi pick I have written down. Uh, we already had one Spielberg poll, but I'm going to no. get the other off the board. Oh. 
Damn. Yeah, I was I was waiting for that one. Don't, make, don't leave me with legends. There's two more. There's I think, two more. Are, yeah, yeah. I have decentish. Which 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 I one just, did you take this in, Jack? Which category? Sci-fi. I don't think I don't think he's seen the other one though. Uh, I, I haven't I haven't either, but I would have taken it over a legend. I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. It's legend probably better. Is so bad. Uh, yeah, I know. World of the Worlds is like top tier Spielberg until they get to the basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, like, like I'm talking like A tier. Like, this is some of my favorite of his movies until the basement. And then the basement plummets the whole movie, so it's kind of unfortunate. Alrighty, Luke. Double I'm sorry, up. my friend. Double up. Jack Reacher two is still up. on the board. I'm trying to think. I may have to leave. Why, why not things. Jack Reacher one? What's so good about two? I don't even know. <laughs> It's a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> I guess. I guess it is. Um, I have not seen either of them either. So first one. Know. First one actually is solid. It's just the funny thing is when you watch the Jack Reacher show, you know that Tom Cruise is not right for the role. Like, yeah, but th- it's you know it's Tom Cruise. So what am I gonna leave for last? I don't think you guys are gonna pick that, so I'll leave that. I'll leave that because that's just a bad category anyway. Uh, comedy. That one. That one. Okay, comedy. I think you guys probably aren't huge on this, but it's going to go before I can get it. So I'm going to go for... We're expanding operations, Barry. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I actually had that on my list, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's, I, I, that's the only comedy I have left. That's the only one I had. <laughs> you missed I'm sorry, one. I'll message you my alternative pick for comedy. Okay, because... I mean, there's there's a few, but I don't want to. I mean, I'll pick them and only because I haven't seen these movies. But American Made is a good movie, though. That's Wait, you have that in comedy or action? Comedy. Comedy. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. I added an action. I think you would have taken action, though. Right? Action. Oh, yeah, you could. Have, uh, you could have done both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you could have done both. Yeah. Com- comedy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Damn. That, that was your first. That was. Comedy. Another and I was going to say that exact line too. I was, I was ready. <laughs> Just because I was like, he would understand it. <laughs> and for Blockbuster, if it just makes the cut by 70 million, we go for The Firm. Oh, oh motherfucker, man! God uh, damn I'm it! Learning some new words today. <laughs> the firm was just yeah, sitting there. No one should have taken that. God damn it! God damn it! 70 million. Just makes it. Man, that was just sitting there for <laughs> this, me. I didn't think yeah. anyone in this, in this. God damn it, man. Yeah, this this baby's gonna be the best Holy fantasy football God. draft or uh, movie draft. This one, that, that one really. God damn it, man. Eyes wide shut. I get. I really didn't think anyone was gonna take the firm, but me, man, that stinks. Uh, I was I was gonna take it and get down to it, even though I haven't seen the movie yet. I was like, well, going gets tough. Yeah, firm is great. I love the firm. Ah, uh, Jack, go ahead. Okay. Luke is now scaring me by texting Hunter his alternate comedy choice. <laughs> so I only have this I only have this written down, so I need to get it now before I lose it. I'm not sure if it's the pick that he said, but I just I had to draft it and this is probably the best place for it. <laughs> he's not he's not in the movie Sorry. for long. But he is in the, that one. Rock of Ages? But he is, he is in the movie. It is Austin Powers. Uh, I, I say, does that even count? He's, he's a cameo. Is it? Is he credited in the movie? 
He is credited in the movie as Tom Cruise, who plays Austin Powers. So I, I think I yes. I think it counts. Now, thank you. I thank that's, you. Literally what, that's literally what Luke just texted me that he was going to pick. Yeah. I now yeah. What yeah. Guy, I don't know. I'll tell that later. There is another credit of his that I wondered. I was like, I wonder what would happen if I picked this. Do you want to save it, or do you want to think you can draft it later? I'm not gonna. I, well, I'm not gonna pick it. I'll I'll bring it up when we go over what was drafted later. All right, cool. So, uh, Hunter, what do you got here? Okay, blockbuster kind of went went down a little bit. I'll give it that. But I just looked it up. It made two hundred and one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did that big fist bump. I was like, "Yes, it made it." It is. I. It was not directed by anybody. We'll say that. And I actually do like this movie quite a bit. Is Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go. I looked at that. I was just like, it had to have made that. They had to have kept that in theaters for extra like a week just for that. So look, it's not. I'm not going to say Valkyrie is some brilliant movie, but at the same time, we're in the sixth round here. I got to be picking stuff. Yeah, I got to take what I get. Man, I'm 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 checking category fraud on my next pick because I know I'm going to get shit for it. So I don't actually no. I still haven't picked action. All right, so you know what? I'll do this. So in blockbuster, since I don't have a blockbuster yet, I'm going to pick Interview with the Vampire. Okay. Oh, that made two hundred million dollars. Two hundred twenty. Two hundred twenty. Wow, million. that movie is that, that movie is pretty good. Right? Twenty uh, million dollars. <laughs> all right, so unfortunately, because that's a good movie. It's a campy, bad good movie. Don't love it. Oh, I still have sci-fi. I, I will, I'm not going to defend it either, though. His what uh, interview with the vampire. Yeah, I like it, but I'm not going to go out and call it, you know, like, if they don't like it, I'm not going to be like, oh. Oh, yeah, you know? it's, not, like, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it, 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 does, no. it does its job. Uh, it's Cruz and Pitt going at it. It's it would have been great, too, to have, if River Phoenix didn't die, he was going to be the oh. uh, the journalist. Well, thank, thank God thank God, Twitter wasn't around then. That would have been bad. Yeah. River Phoenix, Tom Cruise, and Brad Pitt in a movie. Yikes. Oh, my God. Let me see. So... Man, I still have sci-fi left, and I'm running out of space here. Legends, writing. For yeah, it's right there. <laughs> All right, so I'm not. I think I have to get it out of the way. Yeah, I think I am gonna get out of the way. All right, so I'm not huge on this movie, but it is listed as sci-fi. Uh, in sci-fi fantasy, I'm going to take Vanilla Sky. Fuck! Oh, that was the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my next one too. It, yeah, that was that was my pick. Or I wasn't gonna say I was gonna take it rotten because it's rotten, but it's a it's a half decent movie I think. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I don't just. Oh, I still have drama too. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. So vanilla. Do do you? That was the year. That was ninety eight, right? Ninety eight, ninety nine. Because I remember yeah, this. It's like, it's like two thousand. So I remember yeah, like being. Like I remember it being like as a kid being like associated like the back to back with Magnolia. So that's why it always came to, mm-hmm. came well. to mind. Except once, much better. Exactly. Uh, all right, Hunter, what do you got here? Ah, uh, crap. Okay. Um. Well, there's only two comedies left, and one of them I haven't seen. I don't. Nobody likes this one, so I'll take the one that actually people somewhat, maybe decently like. I'm gonna go Night and Day in comedy. <laughs> Good pick. Have you seen that? Movie? Sure. 
I have not. Oh, yeah. So, I'll, you know, full, in full transparency, I haven't seen it, but I know some people think it's halfway <laughs> decent. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go with that. Alrighty, Luke, Jeff. did you watch it? Because I didn't see about it. Okay, well, all right. The other one, uh, the other one was Rock of Ages, and like, okay, I know nobody likes that movie, so I have I'm not taking it. Above Rock of Ages. So. Okay, that's Jeff. good. I was like, I have to. I, I sleeper pick Tropper Thunder, I guess. <laughs> took took for me. Uh, gents, Jack Reacher two. Why don't you take it? Still is, it Jack? is it Jack now? <laughs> It is my turn, yes. Man. And you gents have been joking about doing it, but I'm actually going to be Whoa. the one. To, but I'm going to be the one to actually go through with it in the category of rotten. Oh, I'll be taking Dave's guilty pleasure. Yes, cocktail, cocktail law, baby. baby. Let's go. I'm glad they got I drafted. Love, I love cocktail. Cocktail's so damn good, man. So good. The nine percent is criminal. It's so criminal. That movie made so much fucking money too. I fucking love cocktail. Honestly. Full disclosure, haven't seen it, but out of the rotten ones that are still left, it's the one that I know people will at least see and be like, yeah. oh, that's a, that's a fun time. It's such yeah. a fun, it's so ridiculous. And you talk about, we joked about hair. Tom Cruise, he had a lot of, like I believe di- he had reshoot. Dichotomy. He had a uh, whole bunch of different hairstyles throughout the movie because of reshoot. So it's an actual funny, <laughs> it's a funny movie to see. Uh, good, good pick, Jack. Mr. Luke, your last. It's a great musical moment where they're making drinks. Yes. As well for that. That's what okay. Tom. That's what Tom Holland's inspiration for the critically acclaimed Uncharted. Exactly. So I have sci-fi, rotten, and flex Legend. left. So it's coming. Mm-hmm. Might be. <laughs> this might. This might be dire times, and just leave <laughs> flex for last. Like oh, that's a flex. Just uh, whatever you can find. So yeah, we're running out of sci-fi. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick oh, Legend. It's right I'm there. For you. Uh, I don't think anyone's picked this yet. Oblivion. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, it's all yours. It's all it. yours. Let's go pick it rotten, because at least it's not bad. And I think all good. the other movies are rotten anyway, so... Yeah, they're rotten uh, for a reason. For my rotten, I'm going to go for Days of Thunder. Good ah! pick. Love Days of Thunder. Damn it. He has a lot, of, rot- I think he has oh, a lot of rotten movies that should not be rotten, I think. Some of these are yeah. rotten. Well, a lot of them were close, though. They're like fifty some percent. Or like, I don't think anyone's like... taking my flex, to be honest. Mm. But we'll see. Jack's trying to find it if Tom Cruise did a cameo in a Wallace and Gromit short, so he can mm. put it in. I, I, I two left action and flex. I'm gonna do what Luke's doing, and I'm just gonna leave flex for whatever the fuck I can find. Action <laughs> made a lot of jokes about its sequel, but nobody's actually picked the first one yet. So I'm gonna take Jack <laughs> Reacher in action. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Hunter, what do you got? Okay, well, we might as well just keep the train rolling. I and rotten. I'm gonna go Jack Reacher. Yes! Never go back. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> only because it's literally the only movie I've left besides Lions for Lambs, and that is the <laughs> little, it's the little lowest movie on this letterbox. So I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. That movie does not exist. That's not a real movie. Um... So. Yeah. But I still have flex, so I might have to pick it, or I might have to just quick do some research. Call an audible. Oh man, dramas are gonna. Nice. Right, so There's no dramas left. I know there isn't. Uh, I mean, there is. There is the mummy left. I kind of forgot about that. And I do have action, but I know I'm gonna be drafting that. You so. could do the mummy if you want. No, I think I'm the only one left that has to pick the Mission Impossible movie. Since you guys picked it, I kind of threw it to the. 
That's yeah. true. Yeah, I could, dead Dead Reckoning might go undrafted here this whole or Ghost Protocol. Um, it's kind of crazy. It's it's between those two. Uh, say, the, the no sequel clause kind of just kind of just severed like half well, of yeah. his picks. <laughs> I think it made. That's it why I had to go. go. That's why I had to go follow right away because yeah. I was like, well, that can they kind of drop off after that? I'm trying to see anything else. How is how is Goldmember rated above Frisky Business and Color Bunny in his letterbox? <laughs> like I know oh, it's because okay. the movie's more popular, but like yeah. you gotta you gotta wait that letterbox. You gotta wait that a little better. He's not in the movie. So I will go with uh, Dead Reckoning in action. Okay. No. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Dead Ghost Protocol. I'm sorry. Alright, so now my last pick in drama is where we're going to talk for a bit, because I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do. Oh, man. Yeah, try to... Uh, you got you got all the right moves that are drama? That's a... I think I know where I have to go. I just don't... Yeah, I don't think I have a choice, to be honest with you. You got far and away? You got no. taps? Mm. No, I think I know where I have to go. I mean, I, I think I'm... Ugh. Mummy is there. Would you have done cocktail and drama, by the way? Just curious. Oh. What do you think it is? I think it's a drama. It's more drama. It's comedy, comedy, romance, drama, so I guess you could make a case. Yeah. I was the same as, um, what was the other one? Alright, so. It's like Risky Business isn't a laugh out loud comedy either, but. No. So I'm three stars on this movie, so I am. On the positive side. Mm. So in drama, I have no other movie to pick, so I'm going with The Outsiders in drama. Damn it! Fuck! <laughs> 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 <Jack Black. laughs> I have nothing left! I have nothing left! Oh, this, that, that reaction was priceless. <laughs> Good. Alright. Um, so you're sci-fi um, fantasy, right, Hunter? No, I have flex left. Right. Sci-fi at Minority Report. Um, guy. <laughs> Damn it! I'm literally going through right now my phone. It's like, which one can I pick? There's one thing I'm looking at that is absolutely hilarious, but I'm not gonna pick what it is. I'm not gonna pick it because I, I I can't. But I'm gonna tell can you I what pick, it is when we get. Can to I it. pick the Steven Spielberg documentary? He's in it. He talks. He he talks for he talks for a few no, okay. minutes. Okay, Does so that count? I, I, can I pick the Stanley Kubrick documentary? Yeah, this space documentary's kind of... IMAX space thing. It is a flex for yes. a reason. He's, 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 a, he's in two Spielberg movies. He gets a good five minutes to talk about. Is he in any All Scientology right. documentaries? Like archive oh, there's there's a few, actually. There is a few. So, All as right, of now, well, so we've had one, two, three, so nine, eight for you guys. So, yeah, the majority of his filmography is done so all right i'm just gonna do it nobody has seen this movie i doubt it <laughs> i'm just gonna go with i'm gonna go with far and away it's ron howard why not it's that it was that or lions for lambs i'm like okay well <clears throat> and uh, i've seen the trailer for lions for lambs it looks so bad i don't want to watch it ever dude please watch it, <laughs> like, <laughs> Isn't it how, how long is it how long it's is like 90 it? minutes uh, even no oh, 92 minutes feels, okay it feels like three days okay it's probably it's Streep, Redford, and Cruz. It should be decent at the minimum. Oh, Jack. Oh, Jack. And I, I'm the I'm the last pick. Nope, Lucas. No, Luke's out. Wait, wait. You you just have one more. I have flex. 
but I'm I'm happy about my, what my choice is. If you okay, will. yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm it's gotta be a legend because there's only so many left to actually pick. Yeah, like I, I, I only have flex left. I really don't care. Rock of Ages. <laughs> oh yeah. Just, just, just finish it's, off the draft. Like everything else uh, is gonna fall away. It's a bad movie too. So. All right, Luke. Thank God but, I left flex left. Last pick. Where are we going? Okay. I don't hate this movie as much as many others do. I think it is actually quite a comedic cruise performance. And that is, witness the beginning of, the, of a new universe. That is the mummy. Failed oh my dark god! Oh, what the, fuck? <laughs> the only cruise horror film you don't count Interview with Vampire. Horror I, film. I don't hate it, so I'm going horror. with that. A good on 1.9 on Letterboxd? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Is that like, or is there... all the right moves? Like, come on. I don't even know what that is. I like. Yeah. All, I think all the right moves is, has potential. But yeah, I I actually think so, uh, I, I think your choice is very inspired with the Buffy. So, so none of us have seen Taps. So no, I haven't seen that. Okay, because it's real low. Uh, I was trying to look. I was like, what are the only movies that we actually like? The only legitimate movies we could have picked that he's that we didn't. The Mission Impossible yeah. ones that we do. Well, I guess. Flaws, yeah. Yeah, so the, I guess. MI1, MI2, and. Yeah, it's fine. Nobody I, picked. No, I picked Pearl Ball. I switched. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. And then okay. Dead Reckon, he wasn't picked. So basically, everything is we haven't picked is like 80s Tom Cruise, like early. Super early, yeah. Yeah. Um, or he's not even leaving half of those. But I think we mostly got. Yeah, right. That's, that's kind of crazy, though. We picked 40 years of Tom Cruise except one movie, Reese with Meryl Streep in it. <laughs> it didn't get picked. Um, but no, yeah, let's run through our picks. Um, I'll go first. And Sequoia took Top Gun Maverick, Comedy, Tropic Thunder, Flex, Risky Business, Oscar nominee, Born on the Fourth, Rotten, Top Gun, Blockbuster, Interview with the Vampire, Sci-Fi, Vanilla, Sci-Fi Fantasy, Vanilla Sky, Drama, The Outsiders, and Action, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Hunter. Uh, action, I had The Last Samurai. Blockbuster, I had Valkyrie. Valkyrie, I can never know how to say it. Comedy, I had Night and Day. Drama, Magnolia. Flex, Far and Away. Oscar nominee, A Few Good Men. Rotten, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. <laughs> Sci-Fi, Minority Report. And sequel is Fallout. So, me and Jack and Luke have to put like an asterisk next to our flex pick. Be like, look, we had to pick them. <laughs> we, <had> <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> we didn't want to pick these because we wanted. We had to pick them. <laughs> I did Jack. not want to pick Far and Away. Let that be known. Have you but seen I had that? To. <laughs> oh God, no. Uh, it's Ron Howard though, so maybe I would. In action, I had Jack Reacher. Comedy, Austin Powers, Gold Member. Drama, Eyes Wide Shut. Sci-Fi Fantasy, War of the Worlds, Blockbuster, Edge of Tomorrow, Oscar nominee Jerry Maguire, Rotten, Cocktail, and Flex, or Rotten Part 2, Rock of Ages. And Mr. Lou. In Blockbuster, I went with The Firm, Drama, Collateral, Action, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Comedy, We're Expanding Operations, Barry, American Made, <laughs> Sequel, Sequel, The Color of Money, Sci-Fi uh, slash Fantasy, Oblivion, Rotten, Days of Thunder, Oscar nominated Rain Man and Flex, or I was left with nothing else. The Mummy. <laughs> the fact that yeah, but you did you did choose it though. There I did others. choose it. I, <laughs> you did choose choose it. I like it more than others. So Jack, I'll ask you: After the Outsider, was there any thought 
at all to pick Legend. No. I sure would pick Legend. And the Outsiders was my last pick of like merit, really. And then from there, I was like literally the first movie that I see that I know. It's like, all right, I'm picking it. Because at that point, I literally had like lost everything. <laughs> Rock of Ages was the last thing I'd written down. For sure. Oh, yeah. So this was a this is a fun one. Uh, definitely a draft to remember, especially with all the far and away picks that were taken. Hey, far and away. Hey, oh. hey, good one there. Good one. Uh, next Reference week. Referencing like a movie nobody's seen. <laughs> Maybe you know what? Maybe this your pick will inspire some. To watch Honestly, it. I'll probably see it someday, just because. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, it's a big week. We have the release of Barbie, the release of Oppenheimer, and we are going to be covering the 25th anniversary of my favorite Jim Carrey film, uh, The Truman Show. Uh, Luke, as always, thank you for joining us, Jack. Before we go, plug your stuff, my friend. Yeah, you can find me on Letterboxd. You can just look at my name, Jack Renault. You'll find me there and what I'm watching. You can also see all of us over on the League of Cinephiles. Just got wrapped up with our trivia tournament. So Congrats to the Dark we'll Knight. Yes, very much. Congrats to Gil. Uh, so we're definitely in the process of starting everything up again and getting back to just the regular old scheme of things. So be sure to check us out there. And uh, you can find me everywhere at the Cinema Dispatch. I just totally redesigned the website. It is now much better to look at based on what it used to be. I'm very happy with that. And follow Letterboxd and Instagram as well. Be Barbie tomorrow, Oppenheimer Tuesday, and then talk to me on Wednesday. It's a whole packed week of good movies, potentially, and obviously. And Mr. Luke. You can find me at Luke Reviews on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, I'm currently in the process of bringing to you guys the, the in-person league matches. You've seen a few previews of it, so I, I should get you, you that shortly. I can't wait for the masses to see my love for Alice in Wonderland. That's going to be great. <laughs> uh, you can find me at thecinematicreel.com. You can find my work on Rotten Tomatoes as well. And like Hunter, I will be watching Barbie again this tomorrow. And then Oppenheimer on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, it should be a fun week ahead. Until next week, see you at the podcast. <laughs>